Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Thank you for joining the podcast. Today's episode, we've got property entrepreneur, Ahmed Khan. Now, I know Ahmed is a friend of mine. He's doing really good things in the property world. He's currently earning 17000 per month, um, and he's, he's done it in a short space of time. He's 24 years old. And one thing I like about Ahmed, he's taken the knowledge, he's worked with mentors, he's done courses, but he's taken action. Um, this interview is great because it's more of a conversation between two of us. Um, different types of entrepreneurial journey, but again, we share some good stories and I think you'll like this one. Um, so we'll go straight into the interview. Got it. So welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Great to have you. Thank you. Travel all the way from London. From London, yep. Whereabouts in London are you now based? So I, I live in Hertfordshire. I do a lot of stuff in London, so people yeah. think I'm from London. Yeah, I used yeah. to live in London, but I, I live in Hertfordshire. Okay. Which is about half an hour from London. Yeah, that's good then. So you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah, loving it. Good stuff. Look, I want to get Amid on because, look, this guy is very successful. Um, he's still very young at the age of... 24, unfortunately. 24, he's getting yeah. old. I'm turning 40 on Sunday. Really? So, God. But Jesus. I, I think we look the same, right? We look the same. Still looking young. <laughs> um, but look, he's been very successful. And I want to just get this message out. Look, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, I've, I've gone through the cycle of entrepreneurship. But if you do it right, with the right mindset, you can really get results quite quickly. You know, um, sure. and Amy's proven that in what he's doing at the moment. So just talk me through your journey of when you first started, because... You know, you've done a lot very quickly. I'm going to go into that story anyway. The listeners can definitely hear that. But where did it all begin? How did it all begin? How did you get into this entrepreneurship and wanting to do what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, so essentially what happened was I finished university in September 2016, right? Okay, yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I tried to get a corporate job like everyone else. I studied economics for three years and I sort of thought that was it. Like you go to uni, you study whatever you study and then you get the job which sort of corresponds to that degree right yeah, yeah. it didn't quite pan out because i couldn't actually get a job i applied to about 30 jobs couldn't get a single one so i started looking at different things um the first thing i looked at was an app idea okay i was going to make an iphone app with a friend of mine yeah and it was one of those things like where do you begin right yeah, it's yeah. that when i was at uni i was like yeah i'll just start my own thing but it's like when you start it yeah it's like, you know, what do I do first? Like, do I, do I make the thing? Do I do yeah, the marketing? Yeah. Do I raise the money? Yeah. Because it's not cheap making an app and then no. promoting it, right? That's right, yeah. So it's, it's like, where do I begin? That idea sort of failed pretty quickly. And then I started looking at property. And the, and the reason behind, was, behind it was because it was tried and tested. It, it was proven. There, there wasn't anything new here. People have all, you know, been doing it for years and years. And I thought, well... Why property then? Because... You know, because um, it's the only thing I knew was which it, I anyone, knew worked. Did anyone you speak to about property or did you see something that kind of took you to a property journey? You know, a couple of people in my family had done property. And when okay. I say property, yeah. they'd done property as in like a few buy-to-lets or bought something, you know, did some stuff, yeah. sold it. Not like as a property business, yeah, yeah, but sure. more so I've got a bit of money, let's stick it somewhere. So, so I knew you can make money from property. Yeah, yeah. The other big thing was I knew it, it was trial and tested. It, it, it yeah. just worked. Yeah. So it was more so, well, if they can do it and they can, someone can teach me a process, 
So I can then go and repeat that process. It's like, how hard can that be? Yeah. And if, if someone can tell me do step one, two, and three, that's far easier than me doing an app where I'm like, where do I sort of begin? Yeah. That's why I got into property because I knew it was going to work yeah, more than sure. anything else because other people yeah. who could teach me how to make it work. Yeah. See, I like that because going back, how many years now? 16 years now. Right. Um, That's when you started? Yeah, first start, well, 23, 24. Right. It's quite when I started. I started a few corporate jobs. Right. Got an idea of recruitment, did a bit of work with a recruitment company, and then I launched my own. So, again, people asked me, why did I go into recruitment? Now, I went to recruitment because I knew it makes money, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you get a guy, you put a girl or guy, you put them in a job, you make a margin. It, it's arbitrage. It's simple, yeah. It, it's, it's, no different yeah, to, yeah. it's no different to buying an iPhone case from China, That's wholesale, right. That's right. And, and then you bring your hair and you sell it retail. It's That's like, right. the, the, you know, the economics, it just yeah. works. You yeah, buy yeah. for one pound and you sell it yeah. for five. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And at that time, recruitment was very competitive, just like property was. Right, right. Um, we saw a gap in the market where we could bring some 24-hour core system in. But a lot of it, to be honest, um, at that time was hunger, drive, and getting the right mentor right. to just keep me motivated right. when the times were tough. Um, because I put all my money into that business, recruiting business, and people thought I was mad. Uh, but, you know, we did really well, and we grew to one of the best in, in our area. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, I didn't... Although we, I thought about ideas, or yeah, brand new yeah. ideas, I don't know if Google was around then, but you know, the internet was something I was fascinated with. Well, this is, hold on, you're saying 16 years ago, so around 2003? Yeah, it would have been, yeah, four, four, yeah. 2004, so yeah, that's yeah. like just after the tech boom? Yeah, after the tech crash kind of thing. In yeah, yeah, 2001. Tech came out. Tech wasn't big at all. You know, I was the only, this is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. But I was one of the first in the area that thought we need a website, you know? Right, right, I wanted right. a website, and I said, look, I said, we need a website. And um, we had reviews on there. It was interesting because people started Googling stuff now. Right. So rather than being on Yelp, the Yellow Pages. All the Yellow Pages are physical things. still on there, but what, what was finding was clients were going on like Google, because the phone, the thing was amazing, right? Yeah. So you go into Google and you put Fast Track Personnel. Yeah, yeah. And we come at the top. And yeah, I yeah. think they still rank at the top because we right. did that. So at that time, that was it. But I needed to make money fast. I needed to prove, you know, that um, this could be profitable because obviously I'd got a graduate, mm -hmm. got a degree. Parents were happy about that. Yeah. Left a corporate job, paying good money. I think it was right. about 27 grand, which right. is pretty decent at that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, path was, was done, but I was never satisfied. Um, I wasn't really good at my job, to be honest. I just, right. I was, I was good what, at... What did you do? I was just good, I did I, business IT. Okay. But there's no relevance because I didn't literally go to any lessons, you know. <laughs> right, right. I was just hustling my way through and managed to get a good right. get a degree out of it. But then what happened was when I used to get the job, I'd get the job because I was very good at sales. So I'd sell myself very well. Makes sense. Three months into the job, <laughs> when I get to the crunch of coding it, I couldn't do it. Do, do, you feel, do you feel sales is probably one of the most important skills, even if you have a job? I think communication, definitely. Because? I think, because, because people buy people. Yep. And I think you've got the ability to come across authentic and you know what you're talking about and yep. you're clear and you're passionate that will open a lot more doors. Um, for sure. And I'll give you an example. So yeah, go for it. A friend of mine, he works in Deloitte. Yeah. So with these accountancies, what happens is, you know, the, more, the higher you move up, you become a partner eventually. Yes. And once you become a partner, that's when you make the serious money. Mm -hmm. But here's a caveat. 
if you want to become a partner, you have to be able to bring business in. Yeah. It's not a case of keep doing your work. It's a case of you have to think kind of like an entrepreneur and bring yeah. business in. Yeah. And so the people who don't have that business mindset, they, they can never get to that partner level. Exactly. And that is where the serious, serious money yeah, yeah. is. It's yeah. kind of like with every job. So if you don't have you know these sort of traits, yeah, yeah. Um, you you can get to a very high level, but it's never the serious serious it's not, level. I have these conversations with businesses all the time, right? And uh, they're looking at growth, and the first thing they do is they focus on admin, right? And they focus on accounts, but what I say to them: look, focus on sales and marketing, mm -hmm. because if your funnel dries out, forget it. No one's going to be sure. worth that. And being in recruitment, a very tough industry, very sales focused, we could lose contracts within a week. Right. So we're to constantly, we're the hunters, right? So we go and hunt. Mm -hmm. Whereas my, uh, my, one of my good mates who owns quite a few dentists, he goes, we're not hunters. People come yeah, to yeah, us, right? Of so I've always been a hunter, if that makes sense. And I think you need to be a hunter unless you've got a certain place where people can just come like a doctor surgery. Yeah, yeah of course. Like, like they have to. Almost. Yeah, it's really important. So I, I always say to people, oh, get good at sales, but get good at communicating. Sure. You know, that's, sure. Communication is part of sales. People think sales is like pushing someone to buy. Mm -hmm. But if you communicate your message in a clear, concise way, people will come to you. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, so that's really important. Agree. So look, you know, we're having some great conversations. So you went from uni, your mindset was good, because one of the things I want to ask you is this. When I was 24, 23, 24, I think my biggest challenge was my mindset because right. um, I used to go to tender for contracts and um, these are big contracts, multi million pound contracts with Land Rover Jaguar. And my belief was I was too young at that okay. time because who I was competing with was like, you know, these guys were like, God, 45, only five years away from that. They were a lot older, sure. a lot of experience. I was a young pretender. Sure. Um, and my mentor really helped me then and said, look, no, 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 listen, go in, be confident. If you're not confident, you're going to lose it. How, how do you find that mindset thing? Because, you know, you're coming up against some people in property that are a lot older than you, mm -hmm. you know. Um, is it, you know, any challenges so, you've had? So it's kind of like, let's go, let's go challenges first, right? Yeah. And then I'll sort of loop it back, which is when you're starting at 24, so, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're in the same boat there, yeah. you have much lower risk. Mm. You, you don't have a family, you don't have a mortgage, you don't have any of that. So yeah. the, the risk is lower. So you can kind of get away if you don't learn this stuff properly. Yeah, yeah. If you learn it properly and you know, get mentors, you reduce your risk anyway. That's right. But if you're 24 and you don't have bills to pay, it's like your risk is lower. Yeah. But on, on the point of being taken seriously, I have the same thing, which is property industry generally is much older people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like you don't get many young people trying to do property. No. So I massively thought that would be a bit of an issue. But at the same time, um, if I speak to anyone who's older than me and I say I need help, purely because I'm younger than them, they will help. Yeah. Because everyone wants to help you know, the new guy, the young guy, give back and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the two things sort of weigh up, which yeah. is there's, there's, there's definitely cons because people sometimes might not take you seriously purely yeah. because of an age thing. Yeah. You go to an estate agent and you're 21. I started yeah. at 21. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I can see where they're coming from. <laughs> you got your ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but then at the same time, there's a lot of benefits of being young. You have yeah. more time, more energy. It's like, uh, pe people will help you out. 
I've had some you know, pretty crazy meetings with people purely because I emailed them mm. saying, I've just finished university, can you help me out? Yeah. And, and they did. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is, so I started looking at things which even if I was young wouldn't impact me as much. So a lot of the stuff I did in property was I'll rent a property and I'll turn it into service accommodation. Yeah. Now, if you're an agent, a lot of people my age rent property. Yeah. So the agent's not gonna look at me and say, hold on a sec, you're 21, why the hell do you wanna rent a property? Yeah. It's like 21 year olds do yeah. rent a property. I yeah. didn't go to some two million pound flat in Kensington yeah. and say, you know, can I buy this? Yeah. So I, I kind of, I'm very practical when it comes to these sort of things. Like, yeah. um, I'm always trying to think what's the practicality behind it. Yeah. In, the, in the sense that if I know, you know, I'm, a big agent in London is not going to take me seriously, that is what it is. Yeah. Like, how do you sort of get around it? Yeah. Uh, and there's always a way. Yeah. There's well, always no, a way. No, you're right. You're like, I like that because I get asked questions about starting a business from, right. from older guys my age, right. even older, that I just want to start a business. And I say to them a little bit like this, you know, a bit like yourself, when you're younger, your rich tolerance. It's easy to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I went back to my parents' house and rented my house and, and, and started the business. I could do that. I've got kids now. It's different. Sure. So I say, look, don't look at, you know, what the next person is doing. Look at your own situation. Now, you know, they might say, we've got redundancy. We want to start a business. I said, right, let's sit down and let's plan this out. Mm -hmm. Let's do it slowly and grow without putting your family at risk. Sure, you know? makes it sense. It was a conversation the day I had one of my friends who's a big landlord here, owns a lot of properties, and one of his friends um, got a corporate job, paying you know a lot of money. He put his kids in private care, he got two car, um, private education, two cars, did everything. But yeah, yeah. He had a one month saving. He lost his job and went the other That's way it, kind of yep. things. You've got, you got to live within your means. So you're right, when you're younger, you do have that, but then the mindset is there, right? So yeah, so it's, so it's one of those things, out. I don't think there is a perfect situation, yeah. right? If you're, when you're younger, the risk is lower, but you don't know as much. Sure. But when you're older, your risk is higher because you have family, yeah. but you know a lot more, you have more context. So yeah. I don't think there is a perfect situation where, yeah. you know, I don't think it's when I'm 35 and I know these three people and I've got this much saving, that's kind of like, you know, the golden ticket that I'm yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever going to get that. No, you won't. So no, no. Um, there's always pros and cons. I'll, I'll put a post today. Look, I I'm 40. I feel like 21, right? right. Still 21. I feel that. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. right? So the thing, the thing is for me is I'm hungrier than ever. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got Carl, the videographer now. I want to push my brand out. I'm hungry. So I'm as hungry as I was when I was younger. Sure. So that will never change. Sure. And I think um, the mindset thing for me now, when I do Princess Trust Talks, it's more about belief. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about where you are, what age you are. And that's why I want to get you on because for my young listeners, it's like, you know, we have a different type of business people, but it doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what area, and you're gonna have challenges anyway, uh, but what you can do is you can use that to your benefit. Yeah, 100%. Um, there's a lot of benefits. So look, you did, um, so talk about your business because you went to the property. Now, you're right in a sense that property used to be an old man sport, an old lady sport, should I say, because you need a lot of equity, right? Yeah, of course. So obviously to make equity, you've got to need, save money. Need, need money to get started. How do you get money? You, you either you know, get a job and you raise that money or inheritance, but you, but you had to have money you to have get to have, started. Yeah, you needed a, you know. You needed something. When I first started, a lot of our properties are bought from profits from my, my recruitment agency. Right. So a lot of people ask about property, but I went the other way around. I built a business, then I went Sold into business. property. Yep. And then I did that. So. 
Tell me about your journey then. So you, what do you, you know, for the listeners, because yep. they're, they're probably thinking, what does this guy do, right? He's yeah. talking <laughs> this great stuff and I know, I know what you do and you're doing really well. So just let them know how you got into property and what you're doing now and how you're building it. And Yeah, so I'll, I'll explain what I do in, in, in a basic concept, which is I will rent a property and then I will turn it into a service accommodation unit. Yeah. Now to explain what service accommodation is, because most people don't understand that terminology, yeah. essentially Airbnb. Okay. Everyone knows what Airbnb is. Yeah. So I'll rent a property long term yeah. for let's say three years, yeah. and then I will rent it by the night. And how it works is this. You know when you buy a pack of, let's say, Mars bars chocolates? Yeah, right? yeah, let's say yeah. you buy a pack of five. Okay, yeah. You might pay like a pound. Yeah. But how much do you pay if you buy just one? A lot more. Like 50p each yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 sure. And when they sell it individually, you, you pay a lot more. Yeah. So it's kind of in the same sense that when I rent a property for long term, yeah. I'm paying a monthly rate. Yeah. But when people pay me, they pay me a nightly rate, yeah. which is kind of like the hotel rate. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's essentially how it works. And I'll give you an example. Do you use Spotify, by the way, or? Spotify we don't use. But, um, but do you know people who use Spotify? Yeah, yeah I use Amazon Music. Fact, okay, so, yeah. okay, like Amazon Music. And you pay for Amazon Music? Yeah, you pay monthly subscription. So let me ask you this. Why do you pay for Amazon Music when you yeah. can get music for free? Yeah. Why I, do you pay for it? Unlimited access to different tracks and... Cool, you know. unlimited access, you yeah. got all that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like... But you can get music for free. You can get unlimited music for free. Yeah. So that's not the reason you're paying for it. Yeah. You, you pay for it because convenience, that you open up That's your right. iPhone and you right. click, I want that song and it's done. Yeah. Because five years ago, people used to go to torrents. Yeah. They'd bid torrent, That's pirate right. bay, torrent yeah. Burn them down, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, burn the CDs, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it would take a long time. It would do. So I went to a talk by Spotify about two years ago in university. Mm. And what they said is the only way you can get someone to pay for something, which is free, is by making it more convenient. Mm. They made it more convenient. Spotify, Apple Music, none of this existed when people were doing torrents. Yeah. They made you pay for something which is free That's because true. you can torrent it. Yeah. So this business is the same thing. I rent a property for three years. You, you know, you, you're still doing recruitment. You have yeah. people who are contractors. Yeah. They might come to Stevenage for a one month contract. If they're in Stevenage for a one month contract, it's like, where do they stay? The only option is a hotel. That's right. I'm much cheaper than a hotel, but I still charge them way more than what I would be paying on a monthly basis. Yeah, yeah. And that's essentially, you know, we, had the, we spoke about this earlier, which is when you did recruitment, yeah. it's basic arbitrage yeah. that you get it for one pound and you sell it for five. That's right. Um, and that's what I do. And the reason I started doing this was, it's very easy to get into and doesn't take a lot of money to get into it, yeah. more importantly. Yeah. Um, you know, finishing university, I didn't have a whole bunch of money to get started. So that strategy, obviously, it's very appealing yep. because it's less startup. Obviously, I know there's a lot more detail in sure. it. What made you choose that strategy? Because did you, did you find information somewhere? I know you're, you do some work with Progressive Properties. Yeah, so I was, I was essentially taught the strategy by Progressive. Okay. So I was trained by them. I, I didn't sort of wake up one day and think, hold on a sec, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so can you, do this. No, that's right. You got the knowledge. You got I, the right I was knowledge. taught, yeah, yeah, you of course. You dream it up one day and thought, right, I'm going to do that. And yeah, then, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I was essentially taught it. I, you okay. know, I was taught it over a few days and then there was some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, someone taught me all of this. Yeah. And the reason I picked this is because there's a lot of stuff you can do in property yeah. nowadays. That's right. You can do HMOs and buy 
right to left. Yeah, we do all that. So I know this. Yeah, there, there's thing, a lot yeah. you can do, and some people struggle with that because they're like, "Where do I start? Or what's right for me?" Right? Because it's yeah. there's so many things you can do nowadays. So it's like it's good that there's more options. Yeah. But then at the same time, people get a bit overwhelmed. Like, where do I begin? Yeah. The reason I did it was pretty simple. Doesn't take much money to get started. Yeah. And second, I knew once I had all the systems in place, I could do everything from my iPhone. Yeah. And which was appealing to me. So it's the lifestyle plus that. Remote living. That's good. And then with, with this, with because I like this strategy for new start because you're right, even with HMOs, the market at the moment has gone crazy. You know, you need mm-hmm. nearly 100,000 just to get started. Um, so with service accommodation, that strategy appealed to you because at that time, it's what you wanted. You want the mobile lifestyle. Yeah. You're not really looking at the, the long-term equity of the property. No. Cash flow was good for you. And again, it comes to what you made a good point. It's like, look at your circumstances um, and decide what you want to do. There's loads of strategies, but which one's right for you? Yeah, yeah of course, of course. And you know, I, I don't think there is one right strategy or one best strategy. But what it comes back to is, I do a lot of talks now, and I always ask the question, how many people here want to leave their jobs? Yeah. And everyone puts their hand up, right? Because yeah. majority of the people don't want to work anymore, which mm. I get. But then they pick a strategy which doesn't get them where they want to be. Yeah. A, a buy to less not going to enable you to quit your job in a year's time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas something which massively cash flows, it will. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it goes back to what you were saying, planning, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. when you sit down and you make a plan. So if you say, I want to leave my job in 12 months, that's fine. But it's like, where are the numbers which enable you to do that? It's, it's like, yeah. what do you do month one, two, three, four, and five? Yeah. It's like most people have a thing, a thing in their head that this is what I want to do. But could they actually put it down on paper? Yeah. This is how I'm going to get there. That's like me saying, you know, it's like you said to me, come to Derby. It's like me saying, yeah, I'll come to Derby. Yeah. But that's like me not using a GPS system or something. Yeah, I can't yeah. just get to Derby. I haven't got a clue where Derby no, you, you, is. You need that roadmap. And that's why yeah. my mentoring now, one things I do, which is probably different to a lot of people, even my masterminds, is I'll do the first session, which is a planning session. And I'll go in, yeah, I'll go in and they'll come with some business idea and they'll go back out with a different idea, structured idea. And that's mm-hmm. driven by them, not by me. It's not like, oh, you do this. And, and it just gives them a roadmap, right? It's yep. like going to a gym and say, I want to be ripped. We, what machine do I start on? You know, I'll yeah, start, it's like, it's like where, where do I begin? Yeah, exactly. And that's why what people don't get, and people, you know, I want people to get more of this and podcasts are there for their people to listen as well. Have... The reason why you want to do it, the mm-hmm. why, I know the why is talked about a lot, but then have a structured plan, you know? Sure. How many viewings, how am I going to do this strategy, that strategy? Um, I think that's really important. People don't do that. There's like, they go into a course, they think, wow, great, I'm pumped. Yeah. Go the next day, they'll pick the complete wrong strategy of doing it, and they get demotivated. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. because the, the thing I find is people don't know where to begin. Yeah. It's like, what do I do now? It's like, what's step one, step two? Now, going back to property and going back to mentors, yeah. if I know, let's, let's say, you know, what I do, Airbnb stuff, if you've already done it mm. and you know, like, what works, what doesn't work, it's like, I can just, I can tap into that yeah. as opposed to try to figure everything out. Because let's go real practical, you know, let's go practical because I, I don't like the fluffy, you know, that sort of stuff. Let's go practical here, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's say you say to me, it'll cost 2,000 pounds 
and I'll teach you everything there is about Airbnb service accommodation, right? A lot of people will say, well, that's a lot of money. Mm. Like, I don't want to pay 2,000 pounds. But, and let's say the person says, I'm going to do it myself. But it takes you time to work out what's yeah, right, definitely. what's wrong. You make a few mistakes here and there, but you get there. But let's say it takes you 12 months to get there. At the end of the 12 months, you got your business and you get going. Well, if I did it with you, maybe I could have gotten going after two months. Mm. So I, for, I, I, I lost income from month two to month 12 because in that time, I could have been making money. Yeah. So it's the opportunity cost of the time lost at the same time. Yeah. You lost 10 yeah, months definitely. when you could have been, and you know, if it worked, I would make way more than 2,000 pounds in that 10 month period. That's right. So and, it's just practical. And time of debating, trying to work out the frustration <laughs> yeah. of getting it wrong. A lot of people will get put off by the frustration. Oh yeah. And, and that's, that's the problem. If you get results quickly, I don't mean like, you know, you, you're gonna make lots of money straight away, but if you get the right advice, the right path to follow and you get results quickly you'll get motivated so you know you'll what's interesting is it's like um you know jordan belford wolf of yeah, wall street yeah, yeah. what he says is is people when they get rich or when they are successful it happens quickly mm. in the sense that for months and months it doesn't work because the mindset isn't there or that piece isn't there or this yeah. isn't there or their strategy their plan isn't there but when it comes together it happens quick. Mm. It's like because you know I, I when I did the training, so I learned about service accommodation, and then I had six apartments making six grand a month very quickly. Yeah. In like a, about two months, and most people say you can't make six thousand pounds in two months. Yeah. But it's it took me a while to kind of you know get the pieces together. But once you have the pieces, you actually yeah. make money pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what happens right. is most people don't have, they've got that one missing piece and that yeah. might be the plan or that might be the strategy. Yeah. But once it's there, yeah. it's like, it, it's not slow. And it works better, you know, going back to my own experience, obviously we've run the agency for 10 years. Right. And the biggest payoff is when we sold it, but I had a vision of selling it. That's my vision. Right. And we put everything into it. However, when we, when I met, I think it was roughly three years into business, I said, look, everyone's talking about um, leverage. Mm -hmm you know, working on the business, but we were that working in the business. When I actually put that final piece in, where I actually was out the business, it actually ran better and made more money without me sure. than it did with me. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's the whole thing about the learning of, of, but look, I had to go through that phase just to learn everything. Yeah. But now what I talk to people is, look, when you're going into a business, um, systemizing sales, systemizing and leverage, when you're ready to do that, that's mm -hmm. the most important thing because otherwise you're going to be going round and round. Look, I have conversation with business owners that have been in their business for like 17 years, and they're still at the same stage right. as they were when they first started. They're frustrated. Right. You know, one was talking about just, where do I go, you know? It's, it's become a job. And the worst job you can have is running your own business, because you're working 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. you're working harder than anyone else, and you're probably earning the same as someone on... Yeah, and, and you get paid last. Yeah, paid last. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. pay everyone else. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I think them kind of skills, you should learn sure. quickly. I know yeah, you leverage a lot of your business. So you, your business is quite leveraged, right? Because you're here today, obviously. Well, mine's, yeah. mine's massively leveraged and it's, it's, mine's a bit different in the sense that I don't have many employees. Yeah. It's more so I have a lot of systems in place. Um, because nowadays it, there's an app or there's a software for pretty much yeah, everything. Definitely. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it like, is. you know, I had... 
I get a lot of people messaging me now on Facebook and stuff saying, you know, can you help me with this? Or they have a question here and there, yeah. and it takes a long time to respond. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people, they have the same question. Yeah. It's the same stuff yeah, like, yeah, that's right. how do I work out demand and, you know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's an app on the iPhone where on your keyboard, you can pre-store all the messages as templates. Yeah. So when the guy says, what's the, you know, how do I work out demand? I press one button yeah. and it sends them like two paragraphs. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and I'm done. So that took me two seconds where it would take me five minutes. Yeah. So now I saved four minutes and 58 seconds. And yeah. you know, those, those tiny things, they yeah. add up. That's right. So it's going back to when you say people work in the business. My, so how I do it is this. I make a list. Uh, there's three criteria. The things I do on a daily basis, mm -hmm. the things I do on a weekly basis, and the yeah. things I do on a monthly basis. Yeah. So three categories. Once I pre-populate all those things, well, this is what I'm doing every day, this is what I'm doing once a week, this is what I'm doing once a month, I start eliminating everything I do on a daily basis. Right, okay. Because yep, if yep. I can save two hours today, yep. then I've saved two hours for every single day. Mm. I don't want, there's no point working on something which I do once a month. That's right. Because it will take you just as long to automate, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you don't save as much time because yeah. it's only coming up once a month. That's right. But when you, when you can knock out things which you're doing on a daily basis, okay, now I save 20 minutes here. Okay, now I save 10 minutes here. Now I save five minutes here. And by the end of it, it's like you're down to like one hour a day. Yeah. Now you reduce the things you do on a weekly basis. It's working then, smart. It's working smart. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I, I was with someone and they said, how do I automate this thing? And I was like, how often are you doing it? And he was like, well, it comes up once every two months. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can spend the next week automating it, yeah. but it comes up once every two months. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. why don't you automate the things you're doing right now? That's right. So once you've got those three hours per day back, yeah. do other stuff. Yeah. It's just very practical. No, we, on that same practicality, so obviously I run quite a big team, was what we did. We assisted yeah. with the staff, they'll have a routine, what to do, power hours, sales hours, yeah, yeah, and course. they would not change. I was very, you know, we talked about sales, um, how critical it is. Mm -hmm. We'd have power hours where we'd okay. have like 10 to 12, and then two to four. Nothing would interrupt them hours, nothing. Sure. I, I mean, sense. nothing. Even if a client ran, them hours of pure business development. Right. Once we focus on it, again, that was system. The staff knew, right, we're on the phones. Get on the phone, make the call. So, so what I do is a similar thing, which is every single day, I'll block three 90-minute slots. Yeah, yeah. And those three 90-minute slots, or it, those three 90-minute slots yeah. is when I'm working on the business, mm -hmm. not in it. Yeah. So turn my phone off, turn everything off, no emails, no nothing. Three 90-minute sessions per day, when it, purely how do I make it bigger? How do I grow it? Yeah. Because what most people do is, they're like, I'm going to do this many emails today, do this many admin things today, do this many of this today. Yeah. And by the end of it, it's like you've, you've kept a thing alive, yeah. but it's like you haven't grown anything. That's right. So when you force yourself to do power hours, essentially yeah, yeah. what you say, yeah, yeah. it's like it gets bigger and bigger as opposed to just doing more things. Because it's like, you know, you send an email, you take it off, you feel good that I've done something today, I've achieved it. Yeah. But once you look at the bigger picture stuff, it's like you haven't grown anything. Yeah. And one you know? of the key things that I, I've always done, I do my staff, do myself, is having priorities. Right. So each week I'll have a priority list of okay. high level tasks. Right. That they need to be done. So whatever day they need to be done. And because you're right, people tick off the little tasks, oh, I've done a few viewings here, <laughs> yeah. I've done that, I've done that. But really, have you really moved forward? Sure. You know, have you made them offers on properties? You know, yeah, have you yeah. done that? You know, your well, what's property? the big thing you've done? Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to make sure 
the big things get done. Yep. And the little things, they'll always be there anyway, but don't focus on small things. Well, spoke on the daily steps, but make sure you've got your own goal. You know? Yeah, of course. If you want to take that many X amount of clients on, make that many mentoring calls, yep. that needs to be ticked off. Well, it's good. So I like the way you're doing at the moment. So there's um, another interesting thing, which is I, yeah. which I read recently. You know, with, with business, it's you always have, I don't want to use the word wrong, but there's always things happening which are like, you know, not exactly like you want them. Yeah. And a part of me initially used to get frustrated, which is like, oh, you know, crap, that's going wrong, that's going wrong. But right now, my mindset is, if I don't have enough things going wrong, am I really growing enough? But if I've got everything under control, like, you know, I walk in in the morning, it's all nice and clean. It's like, I don't think I'm doing enough. Like, mm. you know, I, I'm not forcing growth. And when you're forcing growth, things kind of fall off, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And so I, I used to get frustrated, which is like, you know, things are going wrong. But I read something recently, which is you only focus, let's say there's one big thing which is going wrong, which could completely wipe you out if there is something like that in your business. You yeah. focus on that one thing because that's the thing which can kill you. And everything else is a problem, but it's like you can live with it, you can get to it and all that sort of stuff. And I think that massively helps yeah. because People start doing business when they haven't done business before yeah. and they think, crap, like, you know, this guy hasn't done this, he hasn't done this, he hasn't done this, and it's frustrating. Yeah. But you kind of have to accept that is what it is. Mm. It, it just is what it is. And if you're going to grow, you're going to have those growing pains, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And look, sometimes the pains are tough. I, yeah. You know, you, you're obviously a bit younger than me, but when the recession came, um, that was unexpected because we've never been through it. Sure. And now people are talking about it. You know, everyone's talking about it. No one talked about it in 2008. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it, it just happened. The last one was like 2000. You sure. Know, everyone forgot about it. When it came, it came out the blue. But that was a big challenge. And that's why my mentor really helped me at that point. But that. So that's a huge thing. Yeah. I kind of mean, you know, like just small things people get frustrated about. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he's, why is he 20 minutes late? Or, you know, just things like that. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> because they stack up as well. Of course they do. Mentally, they stack up. Yeah. And, and don't forget, you know, if you're like stressed about little things, you yeah. won't get the clarity for the bigger things. But going back on the recession, what the, the point I was, was going to make is that was actually nine months later was our best year. Right. So in any kind of thing, and for the listeners who've never been through a recession, there's an opportunity there. For sure. And people talk about it and talk about it. And when it hits you, it hits you hard. But the strongest come out stronger. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's easy to say now because no one's, <laughs> the recession's not here. Look, it might affect us in a different yeah, yeah, kind of, of way. Of course. But you've got us the opportunity. And what I talk about in business people now is, look, um, prepare for the downtimes. What I mean by that is, you know, when you're getting your money, Put a bit aside, mm -hmm. just keep putting a bit aside, keep, and that builds up nicer. Then you've got a buffer. I was watching a video, and there was a video on um, these, you know, the big brands of change like Starbucks, sure. McDonald's, and there's, there's a couple of big brands. They're stockpiling money, and you think, why are they doing it? Mm -hmm. And the reason they're doing it uh, is because they're preparing. Because sure. when the market changes, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go yeah, and buy everything else. So always prepare. You know, it's like any business, disaster recovery. Always prepare for the worst case scenario. And guess what? It's like an insurance policy. You don't ever want to use it, but it's just there. But, it, but it's there. It's and, there. And the other yeah. thing is, I feel like a lot of people, when they have a problem, yeah. they, they keep going on and on and on about the problem. And yeah. I read something recently, which is, you, you worry about the problem 10%, and 90% you work on how I'm going to solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. Whereas most people, 90%, they're like, 
oh crap, like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But yeah. they don't then sit down and say, what do I do? Step one, step two, step three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people what just kind of go round and round and round, focusing on what's wrong rather than like, okay, it's wrong. Yeah. What do I do now? 100%. And that's where mentoring comes in. Yeah, definitely. Massively comes in because people have gone through that. Yes. When it comes to property stuff. Yeah. You know, I know people who've gone through not one, but like yeah. multiple recessions. Yeah. They know, okay, so it, uh, yeah, there's a recession, so interest rates are gonna go X, Y, and Z. Like they know the patterns of, because it's the same stuff again and again. It's yeah, just yeah. an economic cycle. 100%. So yeah. if it's recruiting or property, it's like the person who's been through it before, yeah. they know. Yeah. So Ray Dalio, um, he's one of the biggest private hedge fund managers, right? Mm -hmm. So. Huge investor, huge investor. He released a book recently. Yeah. It's a free PDF where he, he he's an investor, right? Yeah. So he, he had analyzed every single recession there was in the last hundred years. Why? Because it's the same thing again and again. Yeah. Oh, there's a recession. Okay, so inflation is going to do this. Interest rates are going to do this. So therefore, I'll do this. He studied every single one because when 2008 happened, and everyone crashed, he made about 43% yeah. as an investor in the stock market mm. because he had studied the yeah. same thing you know, over years and years and years. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do when I leverage in, uh, uh, mentors is they're kind of like Ray Dalio in the sense that they've seen what happens. Yeah. I don't know what happens. Yeah. The last recession, I think I was 12 years old or something, so I, I don't know what it yeah. did or what it didn't yeah. do. I have no idea. Yeah. Unless I read about it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's the same stuff. It's very practical. It, it's certainty. Because yeah. you know, if I'm going back now, the mentors, they're not going to give you this magic wand. No. They'll give you the certainty. Like, the, like I remember sitting in my office and the, the mentor at the time, the recession came, was like, Jay, I've been through this. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? When I'm sitting there thinking, shit, I better, get, over. I better get rid of Master Martin. <laughs> I bought, you know, everyone's a look at me. He's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Where's the opportunity? And the opportunity was right in front of me. It was moving into the temporary market, right? Yep. So, but he came to see, he's like, hey, what are you going to do? Are you tough enough? Can you handle this? Because this is where you're going to make your money. This is where you're going to grow. Mm -hmm. Now, if I went to my parents, all due respect, they would have said, right, you bush, you know, because they're obviously, you know, they worked in foundry, so they don't know yeah. business. They want to protect me as an individual and say, look, you yeah, know, she didn't yeah. lose the money. And at the time, I had a business coach who had the same problem as this business. Like, I, I, my clients are leaving. But the mentors will give that certainty, you're right. Sure. You know? And that's the importance for me and why I do it. And, you know, a lot of people do it now because you've got that certainty. Not the magic for sure. formula. For sure. What you can do. For you know? sure. And it's uh, going back to having opportunity in a recession from a property point of view. Mm. Recession means the price goes down, right? And you know, if you look at recessions, the price goes down, but the rental doesn't really go down. It kind of stays the same. Well, yeah. for, if anything, it goes up because there's less properties in the market and all that sort of stuff. So let's just look at the mats. If you're, the price you're paying is lower, but the rent is the same, mm -hmm. you made more cash flow. Mm. So, so there's yeah. an opportunity right there. But when you speak to the wide world, Everyone's like, hold on a sec, Brexit's coming, like, you know, are you crazy? Yeah. But the mats is the mats. But in the recession, we did that. As soon as we came up, we right. bought property at 60,000, 70,000. Because it's cheap, but it's the cheap. rent isn't. The rent is the, the same. The rent was the same. And yeah. now our properties, you know, we do the old traditional buy to let. Right. But we've bought them pretty cheap. Right. Where if the rates go high, we're not going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. yeah Whereas prior recession was before a lot of people buying properties and they were buying for no money down, mm -hmm. 
but the cash flow wasn't there. So when the rates went up, guess what? They couldn't afford yeah, the repayments and whatever. Yeah, there's opportunity. But again, you know, where did I learn that strategy? Well, I watched, my mentor said to me, because the opportunity is now. If you want to get in property, get in now. Yeah, of course. And that window closes. When it's low. When it's low. But that'll happen again. It repeats. The cycle repeats. You know, previous sure. to that, obviously we won't get down to 60 grand, but you're still going to get a good percentage yep. off. If you've got the cash, you can go in there, do the deal. I always say this, I always say this, which is Christmas is going to come every single year. Like, it's going to come. 25th of December, it's Christmas. Now, if you want to be like, you know, real strategic about it, every single year, you know, Christmas is going to come. So every single year, you have to buy Christmas cards for people you know, right? When is the best time to buy Christmas cards? Before Christmas or after Christmas? Well, the cheapest ones are after Christmas. Yeah, because yeah. Christmas is free. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you want to be practical about it, you should actually buy Christmas cards after Christmas every year for yeah. the following year because yeah. it's cheap. And the toys and the presents, everything just stuff. Yeah, yeah, because everything is so much cheaper, yeah, it's right? Crazy, crazy cheap. It's the same stuff. <coughs> now, let's change that to property for a second. Yeah. And let's say, you know, because mentors I've had, they've been through this. Mm. Every, every 10 years, there's going to be an economic cycle. Mm. When is property cheaper? Just before the cycle or when it tips? Yeah. When it tips. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, which is kind of like, you know, not what we are right now, but 2008, maybe after Brexit, who knows. Yeah. But it's, that's why I like mentors, which is they've seen the patterns. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you said, it's not a magic formula, it's, it's more of a pattern. Yeah, yeah. That it's the same pattern repeats, so it might be slightly different, but it's the same pattern. And they'll have their own take on it because they've got their own yeah, experiences. Yeah, and you're right, you know, just getting that, it's belief. It's like it's gonna be all right. Now, yeah. look, I, you know, that's why I talk about masterminds and mentoring. Because who do you want to be around when sure. something happens? Because I tell you what's gonna happen: the nine people that you talk to are just doing it for the sake of it. Their phones are gonna be off because yeah. they're panicking. I want to be around a table of people of right. Okay, what's the opportunity? What are we gonna do? How how long are we gonna wait till we go back into the market? All these little conversations because they've been there. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're already planning. You know, you know the other interesting thing, which is. When I was at university, I used to go to like some of these like success resources events and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And for the first time, I went to one of those events and I met a guy at the back of the room who was a millionaire, right? Yeah. And I was like, shit, the guy's a millionaire. Like, yeah. that's a huge, it was like such a big thing. Is that, is that when I met you? You met me there? Yeah. <laughs> I was a guy through the back, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? I met a guy yeah, yeah. who was a millionaire and I was like, I was kind of like in awe that the guy's a millionaire, like, yeah. you know, like a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. I know now so many millionaires, like just by being around these masterminds and all that sort of stuff, that I used to think being a millionaire was like, like so far-fetched, like there's no way I can do that. Yeah. I'm around so many millionaires, now I'm like, okay, what's the plan in place which is gonna get me there? And it's, it sounds bizarre because, you know, five years ago, when I met that guy, I yeah. was like, like, it's a big thing, but it's like, I never, on earth thought like, you know, could I even try to do that? I thought if I made like a hundred grand, it was like a big deal. Yeah. But I'm not saying I'm a millionaire. What yeah. I'm saying is it's like, I know so many and now I'm around so many, then now it's the case of, okay, what's the plan which is gonna get me there in how many years? Yeah. As opposed to like, shit, like that's not for me, I, I can't do that. And I don't know about you, but I think when my first mentor, I go back to him because right. Mike Osborne, he was my mentor at the time, the landlord of the thing, but he had a private jet. And they give you this belief, right? Because I can remember coming up to me and saying, oh, Jay, you remind me of me when I was younger. Right. And the boost you get from that. For sure. You're thinking, because you don't believe yourself at the moment, you think, 
thinking, seriously, Mike? Am I that, you know, yeah, yeah. sales, you know, tenacity, I like my cars. And that's good. And also, you were saying about millionaires, so I went to go and see Grant Cardone. Right. This was last January, right? Okay. Now, he's nearly a billionaire. Sure. Probably eight, nine hundred million now. And just being around him, and being a millionaire myself, I thought, I want to be, like, near there. Yeah. And just being around Grant, he's just a normal guy. He's just yeah. like, you know, he's smaller than me, and I'm not yeah, that tall. Yeah. And he's just bunching around. I'm thinking, he just makes you believe. Sure. You need to be around the right people because... I'd never met a millionaire before you, Exactly. Then. Like, exactly. I, I, I thought a millionaire is some guy on Dragon's Den, some TV type yeah, of guy, yeah. like, you know, yeah. like, you kind of have to get in line to speak to sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's what yeah, I thought yeah. it was. But, yeah. But again, you know, the, these people are available. But you've got, look, yeah. here's the thing, right? And um, people say, why do, why do I invest in mentors? Why do that? Because, you know what? By investing in them... By investing in something they do shows that I'm committed. Mm-hmm. They don't need that money. They're not, but, but they'll know that you're committed. Now it's like everything. I was watching this uh, thing the other day, and they were saying like, you know, why would someone give anything for free? Sure, they've got no value, right? So I would always say to my listeners, look, get the podcast. These podcasts are there for people to just extract as much information. Yep. And when you're ready to go to the next level, reach out. Be prepared yeah. to invest in yourself. I've got, I've got like a bit of an interesting story, which is I met someone, someone I'm, you know, doing some work with now. I met them for a coffee for like an hour or so. And then I met them for a dinner, which was about two, two and a half hours around that sort of time. Yeah. And they helped me out for free. Yeah. But then I said, okay, how do I sign you up as a mentor? Like, how do I mm. pay you to do this? Mm. Because, you know, people help you for free and that's all cool. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted something which is once a week, that I'm gonna show up at this time. Yeah. And I knew that, has, that there has to be a price tag, so he's committed as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's not silly money, yeah. but it's more so, if it, I can meet him once every now and then for a coffee and he will do that, but that doesn't do it for me. It's like, how do I do it once a week? Yeah. So I said to him, what do I pay you so I can see you once a week? Yeah. Like, because then, then we're both kind of committed and we both agree that this is a time slot. That's exactly the point. The commitment is from yeah. both of you. And I can get advice for free, yeah, but it's like I need can. it on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. What do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? Yeah, yeah. People listening to this podcast will get a lot from it, yeah. but it's not the same yeah. as showing up once a week. That's right. it's, it's not the same thing. Because there's loads of stuff that you can pass on, yeah. but you need to know where the person's coming from. Yeah. Because all this information is general. So like, you know, people might not want to go into property or recruitment or digital. Mm-hmm. They might have a different, they might have a shop business. But business is the same, but unless you get to know them. Yeah. Because don't forget, a mentor like myself, and we've got our own network as well of mentors mm-hmm. that we can pull it. So it's a big full of information. But you're right. The thing is, I don't know about you, when you invest in something, you're going to make it work. Everything that you invest in, you will make work. If you buy something sure. or if you invest in a course, if it's free, you know, look, I do things the There's Prince's no risk. There's no risk. There isn't. You, I, you won't do anything. I, I do things the Prince's Trust. Now, um, a lot of the mentoring was voluntary at the time and some of the people didn't turn up and stuff, mm-hmm. but they didn't realise who they were getting. Yep. You know, someone who's been there, done it for free. But then when I have charged people money for mentoring, and I, you know, I don't, I don't charge you just to like, Every year, just to make money from them, but just to get them buying. People don't value it. If it's they free. don't value it. Have you I'm... seen this experiment someone did? They got like a world famous musician, like yeah. this huge, huge Chinese guy, or I don't know where he was from, but he was like world famous, right? They yeah. put him in like a subway station. They kind of dressed him yeah. up like you know, like some bad wig and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they, you know, they said, let's monitor how many people kind of like stay and listen to him play. 
And there was like one guy who stood there, even mm. though he's a world famous musician, because the guy was putting on a free thing in a subway. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. But people pay hundreds yeah. when he says, come to my show. That's right. And, and it's like a thing. People don't value it if it's free. They don't value it because that. Like, you know, when people come to like events yeah. and they make no notes yeah. be- on, on the free events, yeah, they yeah. make no notes yeah. and it's good information, but they don't make any notes. Yeah. As soon as they pay, it's like they can't stop writing yeah, yeah. because That's they right. paid for it. That's right. It's because it's a commit, it's a buy in. Yeah. They don't want to lose that money. When you do it for free, people are out thinking, okay. You're invested. You're, you're invested. And yeah. that sometimes, the information might be the same. It might be a bit more like focused, but your mindset's different. Oh my God, I'll you give know? you the best ever example. There's a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Okay, yeah. So Darren Hardy, he's a publisher of Success Magazine. He wrote a book called The Compound Effect, and he talks about time management, Yeah. right? I read the book, I highlighted it, I made notes, I was like, cool, I'm gonna be time managed, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I left the book. A year later, I forgot it was by Darren Hardy. I, I didn't even think, I just yeah. had read a book called Com- Compound Effect. Yeah. Darren Hardy brings out a program for 900 pounds, a time management program. Yeah. I paid for the time management program, I now made notes, I then put like a system in how I'm gonna do it every single day, and I followed it since. Six months ago, I by chance picked up the compound effect. Every single thing he taught in that 900 pound program yeah. was in there. Yeah, book, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was a 15 pound book, but <laughs> I completely disregarded it because yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. Yeah. Only when I paid 900 pounds did I take it seriously, yeah. the same information, but yeah. just with like videos and all that sort of stuff. You don't do anything. No, you don't. It's no, like, you're right, you're it was, right. obviously it wasn't the same, it was more elaborated because you paid 900 pounds. But it was the same content. Yeah. But when I paid 15 pounds, I didn't use a single thing. That's when right. I paid 900, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that one, that yeah. one, because I want a return on my 900 pounds. That's right. I can't just park 900 pounds yeah, and exactly. be like, that's done. Well, it's gonna hurt you, it's gonna hurt yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. If you don't do that, that's gonna bite it all the time. 100%. And, and it's there in front of you. And unless you pay for something or invest something into it, yeah. you don't get the value. No way. And the mentor, like you said, I like, I like the way you said that because I have, I, I'll make calls. Right. People ring me, I'll have a free call with them, I'll have a chat with them. But on the opposite, as a mentor, if they have a follow-up call, yeah, I'll probably try and do it, but I'm not committed. If yeah. they say, right, Jay, I want to work with you, I want to watch your rates, what do you do? I would say, this is how I work. You know, once a month we can meet up, we can do this. Here's the people I've worked with before. Yep. Speak to them if you want to. But then I'm committed to you, I can block you in my diary. And, and you will give more value yeah. in that one hour. Because whereas, I want them to work. I want to whereas work. when you're doing it free, you, you might be running around Tesco's and you might be at the gym and you get a phone call in. Yeah. But when someone's paid you for your time, it's yeah. like, you, you kind of have to deliver on that. You yeah, know? and you can only have certain people. You, yeah. you know, I can't have a thousand people. No. I have a limited amount of people that I want to work. I, I interviewed Never Right um, from Kiddy K. He's right. sort of 100 million. I was talking to him and he was talking about mentoring. Because right. a lot of us on a business level, we, we get the opportunity to do this. And he said, I sometimes invite people to his house. Um, we'll have a chat with him, mm-hmm. and then it will say his mentoring fees. Now his mentoring fees could be fifteen thousand for three months or whatever it is. Um, I may have quoted that wrong, but just let, let's say for argument's sake, is yeah. that much? Now someone might say that's expensive, but if you are looking to build a business, and never was saying I'll sleep, eat, and breathe your business and help you out, right? You're getting someone who's built a hundred million dollar business, a pound business. You're not going to commit that for him to help you build your business. That is not a wise choice. No. You know, I would take him all day long, you know, because I'm there. he's going to help you go 
Oh, straight your it's, it's just a return on investment. It's yeah. like it's like if you get a fancy office, there's some money you have to put in for that fancy mm. office. And it's like if you don't get the return on that office. Yeah. But here's the thing, which is people. I feel like people get a fancy office, but they never even weigh up the fact that it costs them this much money. They never even think about well, how much is that office going to return me? Yeah. Because you can get an office space which is like an okay office space for way cheaper. Yeah. But the returns are going to be the same. But Absolutely. you don't look at it from that no. point of view. No. But from a mentoring point of view, it kind of changes. The other thing is, a mentoring business from a business point of view actually isn't a great business if mm. you know unless you really want to help people out because yeah, yeah. there's no leverage. No, there isn't. You, you know, you only have 24 hours in a day. It's That's not true. one of those things that you can take do 1,000 people in like a one-hour session. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. from a yeah. business point of view. It's actually a crap business and yeah. it only works if the person doing the mentoring actually wants to help out. Yeah. Because there's no scalability. No, there isn't. There is no scalability no, there and it's massively time intensive. Yeah, yeah. We had a conversation earlier working on the business, not in the business. Yeah. Mentoring, you only work in the business. Yeah, yeah. If from, from a business point of view, it's just completely flawed in so yeah. many aspects. Well, this- and exactly. it only works yeah, yeah. it's like someone wants to give back and help people out and that's yeah, yeah. you know that sort of stuff yeah, because yeah, yeah. you don't get monetary value but it's more so someone will send you a message saying thank you for helping me with yeah. this thing yeah. and I've gone on to do this and you've got to be in a position I talk to a lot of people who want to go into mentoring and yeah. coaching and I always say to them <laughs> it's a great thing now I'm able to do that because my business will leverage and you know I'm in a position where I like giving back I like helping yeah. other people I've done that for a while now. So I can do that. But if, you, if you're considering becoming a mentor and a coach, you need to first think about how much time have you got. Mm-hmm. If you're running your own business, it's very difficult to mentor other people because, like you said, it, it's your time. How much time have you got in the day? Sure. Um, and I think, you know, it's the most rewarding thing you can do, but there's a time to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go in it too fast. But at the same time, you know, it... Like you said, you've got to be open eyes to what it is, you know. Sometimes yeah, yeah. I get a call, you know, I get an email late at night, I'll go in the morning, I'll answer it. Uh, but yeah, but the reward is massive. You know, when you see your mentees on the world stage doing really well, when mm-hmm. you just helped them on that journey, um, it's really rewarding. Yeah, and it's the small things day by day, you know, yeah. it, it's not like one huge thing. It's kind yeah. of like a yeah, yeah. tweak here, a tweak here, yeah. a tweak here, yeah. uh, which kind of helps. Cool. So look, this has been more of a conversation. I like this one because, you know, I know Ahmed is a good friend. So, you know, it's, we can talk like this. Whereas when we're interviewing someone, you kind of got structured the questions. More, yep. Yeah. So look, anyone <laughs> listening, if you were to give, now I keep saying young listeners, but listen, anybody listening, if they want to now, what would be your that tips? Like, for example, someone wants to now leave, his, leave their job. What would your tips be for them? Okay. So... I'm going to assume someone is already working in a job yeah. because most people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so most people are already working. I would say work with someone who's done something before. First, come up with a plan while you're still working because most people, they, you know, I, I've seen people leave their jobs. They've now left the job and it's like they have no idea what to do the next day. Yeah. It's like, where do I actually begin? Whereas you say the first thing you do is work on a plan. That's pretty important. So mm. once you leave your job, you know, okay, cool. Month one, month two, month three, I'm going to do this. By month three, I'm going to have this much revenue coming in, right? Because let, let's go practical. Someone's got a job. You, you come up with a plan. And in your plan, it says by month three, I'm going to be making X amount of money. You can then easily start saving up money while you're at work to get yeah. you through those three months. 
let's just go practical, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start saving up money based on your plan, how many months it's going to take me to get to X, and then you start implementing that plan one by one. But most people, they leave a job with no plan, and it's kind of like, because, you know, we live right now, it's everyone's like dreaming, and I want to do this thing, and entrepreneurial culture as a whole is a huge thing right now yeah. because everyone's trying to do it, but most people don't know where to begin. So I would have all your cards set up while you're still working. Yeah. So as soon as you stop working from day one, you have things to do. When I started business, um, you know, let's go back a couple of years. I woke up, I would wake up and I want to know where to begin. Yeah. You, you know that yeah, feeling? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like, what do I do? Like, you know, where do I actually begin? Yeah. And you waste so much time. God, I wasted months and months and months like hardly doing anything. Yeah. I do a thing here. Is that going to work? Is that not going to work? Try something else. Come up with a plan while you're still at work. Yeah. So the day you leave from the next morning, you have already a list of things to do and you can start knocking them off. Yeah. And the plan might say you want to get, you know, in three months you have money coming in. You might be able to knock it in like a month and a half yeah. because you have everything up and ready. So I'll say... When you're working, come up with a plan, save the amount of money you need to get through those months while you aren't working, mm -hmm. and then implement it one step at a time. Yeah. And I would say when you're doing something for the first time, do something which works. You know, do something which you know is going to work or, or someone who's done it before has experience of making it work and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because it, it's practical, it, um, it allows you to build income pretty fast because, you know, if it's recruitment, you can mm. teach someone recruitment. Yeah. It allows you to generate income fast. And what happens is once you have some income, I don't know, and that number is different for everyone based on their lifestyle. Yeah. But once you have some money coming in, I said, you know, three months, you need to make money by three months. Now, if you've got two grand coming in per month, that three months, that three month runway is now maybe two years, maybe three years. Yeah. And you just made it longer and longer. And now you've got two years to figure it out. Yeah. And then you make a bit more money by doing things which work. Yeah. And now you've bought yourself another couple of years. Yeah. And I think it's just a practical way of doing it yeah. rather than I'm going to leave my job. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I want to do something. No, no, exactly. What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've got no idea. <laughs> yeah, because obviously cash flow is key. So if you're yeah. going to leave your job, I'd say save as much money, six, 12 months back up. Because yeah. things may not go as quick as you want them to go. Uh, but we proved it in like, you know, we went to digital, uh, we did a dental model, my, my good mentee and friend, mm -hmm. Luca. And we did a podcast on it where we launched a business. I was making three grand within 30 days. And it can well, be done. That's a white label software, saying dental review software. Well, um, there you go. So if, if, yeah. if the average person in this country made £3,000 a month, the average guy. Yeah, yeah. Average salary is 27 grand, 27,500. Mm. That's more than the average person's salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you made that in one month, you just bought yourself like years and years yeah, worth of runway. Exactly. And well, then, like you said, it's good to be structured because I think a lot of people, they jump into a business. Yes, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're celebrating. But listen, if you haven't got a plan the next day, it's yeah. worse because you, you, you'll end up just... And it's one of those things that, like, you know, someone, someone starts a business, they... They, they get a logo done because yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I've got a business now. Website they, logo. Yeah, yeah. The website logo, they put it on Facebook, they announce it to the world, you know, I've arrived, I've left my job. Yeah. 500 people say congratulations, oh, brilliant, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, but it's, you know, logos and websites, again, to me, it's one of those things, 
it's a feel-good thing. Yeah. That, oh, I'm making progress. Oh, yeah, the website's coming along. This is coming yeah, along. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the business. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, how are you actually going to make the money? That's right. And people, it makes them feel good that I'm getting on with things. Yeah. But listen, we, we said you got three months. You need to do the most practical things, the things which are going to make money in those three months because yeah. you can fill those three months up with things like, oh, I'm going to get the website and this. But yeah, but that's, yeah. unless that website is purely for bringing in leads and making money. Yeah. That's not the case with me for my property business. I, I don't really even need a website. Yeah. If I spend two months making a website yeah. and I don't really need it, yeah. By the end of it, I can tell my family and friends, oh yeah, the website's coming it along. It looks good. Yeah, yeah, it's coming along and yeah. people like it, yeah. but it made no money. That's good. It's good to do website. You can outsource it anyway. Oh yeah, yeah But like course. you said, branding wise, it's good, but you, you don't want to be after three months thinking you've got a great website with no traffic. Yeah, but with, yeah. with nothing else coming you in. Better forget, if you're going to do it online, you're better off getting a landing page and then pushing traffic to it and testing it rather than spending... I just want to run a quick there's example. There's a lot of people that do that. They spend so much time branding but the product's crap. Yeah, no most, so most people waste, in my opinion, yeah. most people waste time doing things which don't really need to be done. And I'll give an example. So, uh, have you heard of a company called Zappos? Yeah, Zappos. So, shoe. Zappos is a shoe company which mm. Amazon bought for a billion dollars. Yeah. Now, the story behind the shoe company is, in like a very quick, short version, he made a shoe company which sold shoes online. No one used to buy shoes online, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he was like, well, the assumption is, are people actually going to use this? because no one had done it before. So rather than him spending 12 months building this website, getting contracts with Nike, with Adidas, all yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff, which would take months, if not years, because yeah. you know, getting yeah. deals and all that sort of stuff. What he did was this. He built a website with pictures of shoes. You would go and you'd buy a shoe, right? When he got the order, he would run down to the Nike store, he'd buy the shoe and he'd send it to you. Yeah. Because all he was trying to do was work out is anyone actually gonna buy this or not? Yeah, yeah. There's no point in wasting Testing. two years building it and then realizing, yeah, no one's gonna buy this. That's right. He did it in a month as yeah. opposed to two years. Yeah. So I'm not against websites. I just think certain things are more important than others yeah, at a certain definitely. stage De in time. 100% and look, you can, with ClickFunnels now, we use that for yeah. our dental soft, uh, software we built up. Just listen back to our podcast episode and it tells you everything. But yeah, you're right. Don't spend too much time, the amount of time that people spend on websites. I mean, just websites. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's the logos. We're forgetting the business, business cards. cards. Yeah, We're forgetting cards. the pencils, the yeah. pads. Yeah, the pads. Uh, <laughs> you know, get your suit, you're ready. You go to the <laughs> yeah, office, yeah. the office, the staff. But you've got no orders. I had a conversation with a guy who wants to start an agency. Yeah. I get loads of hours to start a recruitment agency. I've got my redundancy money. I go, what are you going to do? He goes, oh, I've got the office. I'm going to get the staff. I've got the website. I've got the calling cards. I said, you got any customers? He goes, yeah, they'll come. They're not going to come. You have to go and get them. And what I suggest you do is go and get the customers, then do your website. So, so it's interesting because I do a lot of work with agents from letting agents because yeah. that's how I get my properties. And I, I learned this stuff. Yeah. And I just went in next day and I said, this is what I'm looking for. On the flip side, I know people and yeah. I speak to them and I'm like, okay, where are, where are you up to? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Because I say to them, you know, when are you, are you speaking to agents? Like, what's the deal? Mm. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just getting my logos and the website and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this done and the pads done, the brochures done. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you don't have to speak to an agent, it doesn't matter what you have. You're not mm. going to get the deal done. That's right. So 
I, I just went straight to the agents because that's how you kind of get the deal done. They don't care well, about they, the pants. Everyone wants to do a deal. You know, they're not bothered if you look uh, the, the best on your business I've, card. I've got a website now yeah. because I've built that runway. I had time, I had money coming in, which I can then deploy to the website. Yeah, yeah. I'm not spending three months building a website yeah. if I've got a, a limited runway. I need to yeah, do the exactly. most practical things. And that's where your plan comes back in. Exactly. That's where it's, the planning comes back planning, in. I have a planning, I have a deadline. Because a goal without a deadline is not a goal. Yeah, yeah. So have your deadline, 12 months or three months or two months. Only you will know that. And that's why when people ask me for advice or whatever, it's hard to give general advice because everyone's different. You could be, you know, leaving your job and have half a million in the bank. Yeah, yeah. You could be leaving your job and you've got 10 grand debts you've got to pay. So you don't know. So that's why a lot of these uh, mentors and gurus... They give a lot of advice, but really you need to know the person individually. Listen to podcasts, listen to stuff from the internet first, mm-hmm. make your own decision. And then yeah, so, so it's like the bigger level stuff. Sometimes I agree with you, it can be a, it's foundational stuff, but it's also generic stuff, which yeah. applies to everyone. Whereas on a one-to-one basis, yeah. you can be like, hold on a sec, mate, if you want to leave your job in four months time, we have to do this. Where if someone, like you said, has 500 grand, yeah. they don't have the same worries yeah. the four month guy has. Yeah, exactly. And when you go to something which isn't one-to-one, obviously if, because of logistics, they can't go, you do this, you do this, you do this. They have to deliver, which is applicable to everyone. Mm. But the one-to-one stuff is detailed. It's powerful, it's powerful. Yeah. Cool. So, Amit, look, I want to thank you for coming. Well, thank you for inviting uh, me. I think it's been great. You're doing great things now. How many? Pro- can we share your figures and just to make someone excited? What What are you doing at the moment? Monthly yeah. So, so, so I'm I'm doing my. Fi- go on. So I'm doing the service accommodation stuff. Yeah. Which is about 18 apartments that we. Are you in London or they? No, they're in London and Hertfordshire because okay. I, I live in Hertfordshire. Nice. So they, you know, generate before tax around 17,000 pound a month, which does well. Yeah. And now I've started also looking into buying property. Yeah. Um, because it's building the cash flow and the asset. Yeah. yeah. So I bought something recently. Um, a one-bedroom flat in Battersea Park in London, yeah. which is, I bought it cheap, yeah. and I know how much it's going to be worth once I've converted it into a two-bedroom. I bought a one-bedroom, yeah. going to turn into a two-bedroom. Yeah. And again, what's funny is, I met someone who said, I said to them, what shall I do? Mm. And they had done this five, ten years before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know, uh, Martin Skinner. Okay, no. Yeah, so he, he said, why don't you do this? And I was like, brilliant idea, right? Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that um, I didn't one day wake up and I'll be like, I'll do this. Someone said, why don't you do this? They see, because, they see, they see the vision. They know where you're straight yeah, away they big, can pick it up. Yeah, yeah. because they were like, okay, you have, you, I hadn't done property before, right? Yeah, yeah. Turning a one-bedroom one flat into a two-bedroom flat has the least amount of risk. There's no development risk. That's it's true. not like you're digging a shovel into the ground, yeah, yeah, finding yeah. out that like there's, oh, there's Japanese knotweed. Oh, yeah. crap. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He knew where I was in my journey, which is I didn't have experience. Yeah. So he said, do this, yeah. not because it makes money, because from a, from a development point of view, yeah. it's the least riskiest, yeah. right? And from a, from a um, turnaround point of view, you can turn them around faster. Yeah. Because I had a one-to-one conversation with him. He knew where I was, how much experience I had, and yeah. therefore what I could apply where I was now. Whereas in a general thing, I knew I wanted to do property development. Why? But now do I find an office and turn into 50 apartments? Or do I buy a one-bedroom flat and turn into two? Yeah. So I'm doing a bit of that sort of stuff, and I do a lot more speaking now as well. Um, so it's a combination of my cash flow service accommodation business, buying some stuff, doing some speaking. Um, yeah. 
trying to figure things out. It's good. That's amazing. <laughs> Look, you're doing amazing things, you know, to, to, to making 17,000 a month, you know, from 24 now, aren't you? And 24. you've got a strategy now where you're going to go into actually buying property, which is my strategy. But um, I think that's, that's really good. Well, that's, there we go. Excellent. And, and it's one of those things, I just want to say a final thing. Yeah, go for it. It's nothing I created. It, it, you know, it wasn't something that I kind of sat there, um, you know, in like a dark room thinking, how do I come up yeah. with this? Yeah. Service accommodation, someone taught me. Speaking, someone taught me. The one bedroom into two bedroom, someone taught me. Yeah. Every single thing, it, it wasn't, you know, a part of me wishes because everyone wants to be Steve Jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I, right. I wish I could say to you, I was in university, I came across this thing and I made this system and I did it myself. I wish I could say that to you, yeah. but I, I didn't. And so it's, you know, the numbers, they sound good, but at the same time, there's no reason anyone else can't do it by yeah. following the same things. Yeah. There isn't something which I feel like I've done um, because I had this one talent and if I didn't have this talent, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I can't pinpoint what that is. Yeah. So That's there's good. no reason anyone can't yeah. if they've got a plan in place and all that sort of stuff. Definitely. And look, people listening, and that's what I want to say the podcast is about that. You're giving people the, the, the knowledge mm-hmm. and the opportunity. So look, go and get the knowledge, follow the process. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just repeated formula. You know, you've talked mm-hmm. about it. We've talked about it a lot, how things just repeat, repeat. Yep. And uh, there's nothing wrong with shadowing someone and copying what they do. Yeah. You yeah. know, don't, you know, this copycat or you're copying. No, listen, that's what the best people do. I'll just finish on what did Richard Branson ever create? Yeah. What, you know, what did he create? The trains existed, yeah. right? The music industry existed. Yeah. He put his label on it, but he copied the uh, fun story. Richard Branson started a music label, Virgin Music or whatever. Yeah, remember that. The contract he used for Virgin Label uh, for his music thing, he signed, a con- uh, he signed an artist. He didn't have a contract. He went to Epic Records. He signed their contract. He changed the word from Epic to Virgin yeah. and he passed it over because yeah. he already had a contract. So is Richard Branson a copycat as well? He, yeah, he kind of is. He takes something, yeah. he copies it, and he makes it better. Yeah, that's what you got to do. He puts his touch on it, and he makes it better. Yeah. But Richard Branson has not created anything. He, he, he hasn't invented. No. Steve Jobs invented. Richard Branson has but, not. Well, I looked about Steve Jobs' history. He actually didn't invent it. There's a technology before that. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can go further and further and further. Yeah. Because Steve so, Jobs is a great salesperson. Because, yeah, because he didn't actually make it. Someone else made the it. Technology is I think we'll be here for another half an hour, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't mention it. But you're right. He didn't even yeah. make that. Yeah. So the story is, guys, go out there, you know, just action take. Copy and paste. Copy, I believe yeah. in copy and paste. Yeah. We do, I, I, I don't oh, see we do it all mean. the time, you know? Yeah. On Word, Excel, just, just carry that formula. People are cool with copy and pasting when they're back in school, but once they leave school, it's like no one yeah. wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Look, thanks for joining me. I really Brilliant. appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Have a safe trip. Before we go, where can people find you? Uh, they can go to my website, which is armitkhan.co. Yep. Um, that's probably the best place. Cool. That's probably the best place for We're gonna social right now. Put it in show notes. We're going to get that out there. And uh, yeah, it'd be great stuff. My contact details are there if someone wants to get in touch and they can pop me a message. We'll have a chat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm more than happy to help where I can. And make sure you do that. Thank Brilliant. you. Thank you for having me. Cool. Brilliant.